I'm Pastor Sarah, and it's an honor to get to speak. I used to say I hate this. My flesh does. But it's an honor to honor my God because he's worthy of all praise. He's good. And as I sat there, Pastor Karen had a lot of the verses he'd given me. And the, the enemy's evil. And he's like, see, you have nothing. But Holy Spirit says, see, when we align with him, it'll be the same. So I'm going to stand on what he's told me, and I'm going to believe and know that it is for each one of you as it is for me, because there's freedom in the name of Jesus Christ. He gave me this message, or some of it, at the men's conference, and I thought, oh, it's a little harsh, Lord. He said, ask them if they're a warrior or if they're a wimp. You know, you hear that uh, trash bag thing, hefty, 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 wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. You know, um, so I think learning what we are and where we are standing will give us freedom. We have to address the knowledge we know, and the truth will set us free. So I looked up what a wimp was. Somebody who's fearful, a coward, fails to complete something as a result of fear and a lack of confidence. So I've been a wimp this year, too. And he said, that's your flesh. So when I walk in the flesh, I'm a wimp. I'm actually aligned with Satan. A warrior, he said, is the spirit, a person of experience, confident in the skills of fighting and warfare. A person engaged in battle that's fearless no matter what they see because they know the battle's already been won. That's what Jesus did. In Ephesians 6.12, he gave me this to start off with. It says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers, darkness of this age, and against spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. You know, we know that verse, and we've heard that verse. You know, it's not about... Um, you know, we think about fighting and we want to take up and put on our gloves and we want to be the one who can d make it get better, but we cannot because the truth is the battle, we can't see it. It's, it's not in front of us. And we have to put on the armor of God to be able to do this. So the Holy Spirit says, tell them your testimony about what's been going on. He said, because they're going to see my glory and what the enemy's tried to do to you. So about a year ago at the uh, leaderships conference, we were down there. And um, I don't know, the church in front of us said, um, we know you guys baptize. Um, will you come? Will you and your husband come? You know, we've been down there a week because we'd spoke at another church. And I'm like, no. Because at home, there was chaos going on with my dogs. And um, I said, no. And that morning after service, I went down and prayed and I prayed, and I cried, and I cried. And I said, Lord, I don't know. I don't know how to fix this. He said, sell your dogs. He said, you said you'd say no, no more. He said you'd say yes. So I took that as a command at first. And the more I prayed into it, he said, you asked for a solution. You asked for a solution how to get closer to me. So I instantly jumped up and went to one of my pastor friends, Pastor Sue. And I told her the truth, because if I kept it in my heart, I would run. Because I've been a runner. I know what it's like to run when the enemy comes at you and you don't know what else to do but to go lay in your bed and hide. Because when you pull away, he does stop. But it brings no glory to God. So then a few days later, I finally tell Dan, you got power when you expose the enemy. You got power when you expose 
what he's trying to do to you. The lies, you'll be broke, you'll have no money, what are you going to do, the church will fail. These are all things the enemy speaks to me on a daily basis. But I know who he is now. Because the Lord said, eyes wide open, see him out front, and do not bow. So as I've walked through these battles, he, the Lord has given me wisdom and knowledge to be able to see the enemy coming. And I don't always, sometimes I bow to the enemy. So as we progress in this year, um, so I know I'm free. I can hear this when I acknowledge that I will sell these dogs for you. Even though the Lord has built my faith, we've seen more things happen and prayed for more people. And he's changed me from what I am to what he wants me to be. And I'm on my way. But I knew it was okay. But I knew I was free. I was free. But as we've got to walk, and I really thought it was May. I really did. And um, I wanted to go to um, Africa. And I believe I had till October. So we've been progressing in this process. And here, what are we, July 1st? We still have dogs. And um, somebody has agreed to buy the dogs, and that's worked out. So I got like 54, 58 puppies. I had 58 puppies. And uh, probably the most dreaded disease that can hit a kennel has hit my kennel. Three weeks ago, I would have bowed. I would have ran. I would have said, I'm done. I can't take this. I can't do it. If this had hit three weeks ago. But I have praying friends. And I have a husband who will rebuke Satan off me. He will not stand for him coming against our house. And we stand together. That's why you unite with the man who's yoked up to the Lord. And you have friends who will cast things off of you. It don't matter how much they love you. They'll look you in the face and they'll say, Get behind me, Satan. They know who you are in him. And they know we open those doors. But that doesn't change how they love us and how they see us. So when this, this havoc came, evil, it's an attack. It's a distraction from what the Lord has in this house. And I can say I'm standing. I have rebuked that out of my kennel. And I've still had puppies die. I have rebuked it again. I have marched around my kennel, and I am standing on who the Lord is in me. I will not be distracted. I will stay in my lane. I am not a runner anymore. I am a child of God, and I have one thing in mind, and that's advancing his kingdom. I didn't ask for this path. I didn't ask to be the pastor of this church. But he said, you are, and I will stand in the office he has given me. So he said, whew. So he said, go to 2 Kings 6, 14 through 17. I'm like, okay. And a little backstory before this. Um, the king of Syria is coming at you know, Israel, and, and he's having trouble understanding how they always know how, what he's going to do. So he hears about Elisha, and he's like, where is he? Then he may be, may be saying, where are you? Go get her. Go stop her. Fear, just like Pastor Karen said. I'm going to send fear. I'm going to try everything I can do to stop what the Lord has for you. And in 14, therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came down at night and surrounded the city. He's a coward. The enemy is a coward that is teeny tiny but has a big voice. And we tend to bow at him. But he came at night. Nothing good happens in darkness, right? And when the servant, the man of God, arose early and went out, there he was surrounded the city with horses and chariots. And the servant said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? Fear, right? Fear. He saw 
the chair is. He saw all the warriors, and he's thinking, there's two of us here. What are we going to do? And a man of God, so he answered, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Woo! There's more with the Lord. There's more around us. There's more goodness. There's more people fighting for us, and it's against us. So open your eyes to see what the Lord has for you. And a true, a true friend, Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray you open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord is faithful. And he opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots and fire all around them, all around them. But think about it. So I want you all to close your eyes. Close your eyes. And think about where you are. And can you see the warriors of God around you? Can you see their fire? Fire eliminates everything. Can you see them when you're in your battle? Can you see that the enemy is defeated? He's a defeated foe. Look at him. Look at the horses. Look. Can you open your eyes? Can you see in the Spirit? Can you receive in the Spirit what the Lord has for you? But the servant, we're going to talk about him a little bit. You know, he fear. Fear is a liar. There's no truth in it. Satan is a liar. But he's a defeated one, if you know your rights in Christ. Fear keeps you, keeps us restricted from moving towards the kingdom of God. It's called bondage. We as Christians don't like to admit we can be in bondage. Satan's best lie, right? Hold them down, make them think they're all good, but they can't function, they can't move on, they can't honor God. Fear is a thief. It robs you of your peace, your joy, your faith of all God's promises. Everything Jesus did for you is a promise, an inheritance. And when we walk in His inheritance, we walk in life. That's what He paid for. So when you're not walking in His life and in His inheritance, you're not honoring Him. You're not worshiping Him. So in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God said, I did not give you, a give you a spirit of fear, but of power, right? Power! Love and a sound mind. Holy Spirit's what gives you power. Are you hooked up to the right power? Are you hooked to, uh, you know, are you hooked up to the lies of the enemy that bring you defeat? That if it's weighing you down, if it's heavy on your heart, you need to repent. You're hooked to the wrong power. And let me tell you, Satan will make you think his power is good. He's going to give you some thrills. He's going to give you a new job. He's going to give you money. But is it taking your eyes off Jesus? Get hooked to the power that is the Holy Spirit. And I promise you, it will not look like a church. It'll look like I'm going to be on vacation because we sold our poultry farm because the Lord said to sell it four years ago. And it was almost paid for, and I did not want to. I said, Dean, you can go and you can do whatever you want to do, but I'm not going. Nope. That was me. What power do you think I was hooked up to? Sure wasn't God. But as God spoke to me and told me to sell it, I finally said, fine, whatever. And it was a long time. It was six months of torture for me. Because Satan's pulling this way, and God's pulling this way. And I'm like, no. So you can be tossed to and fro. You can be pulled around by the world when you're not able to stand in him. Stand in him. So as we have a perfect love, that love of Jesus, as it comes in and we repent and all that darkness goes out, it fills you in a way that you hunger and you thirst for his righteousness. You want to see people the way Jesus is. You forgive them. You're not offended. You say, yes, Lord, they don't
yet. Yes, Lord, I didn't know yet. And you say, yes, 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 yes. And you think a sound mind, a mind like Christ. Can you see like him? Do you give grace and mercy when you don't really have to? Do you say, Lord, show them what you've shown me? You know, having the eyes to see. And the spirit of the Lord opens the eyes to see his truths and his wills. His truth and his wills. When you walk in the spirit, you'll see the way he sees. You'll see the druggie and you'll think that's a child of God. That's somebody that just doesn't know. But if I'll bend down and I'll love on them the way he loved on me, they'll get to see who he is. Amen. And that is our only job in this world is to share the love of Jesus. We speak truth. But in truth and love will multiply. It will manifest a glory that they cannot they cannot say no to. If you speak in condemnation, yes, they will run. Of course they will. Who would want to speak to you? But conviction, a gift of God, will draw you so close. You may not understand, and you may just have to say, Lord, I don't know what it is, but I want some of it. I want something to change, because whatever they have, I don't have, and I want that now. And he's a faithful God, and he'll draw you, and he'll show you, and he'll wrap your arms around you. There's no fear no fear in God. When we can see by God's perspective versus man, it's different. So you got to think about whose eyes do I have? Eyes to see the way the Lord sees or eyes to see the way the world does? Because in man's perspective, you'll have fear. We see victory if we're in the spirit and you have to believe. No matter if you see it or not, when you walk by faith, not by sight, you will see it as done. You will see it as victorious. I pray for a lot of people and I said, get up and do something you haven't done. And they're like, I can't. I'm still broke. My God's still good and I believe he's healed you. Now receive what he's done for you. And we keep speaking it until we see it manifest in the flesh. And if we don't, we're just like, oh, I'm poor, pitiful. I'm just broke. I'm hurt. No. Matters where you go to church. It matters who your friends are. It matters if they speak the word of God, the true Bible, the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's never changed. He heals. He protects. He delivers. He makes you whole. He makes you well. That's the God I serve. Yes! He's good! You want some of him? Yeah! Yeah! This is my favorite verse lately. James 4, 7. Pastor Karen used it. Praise God. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to him and he will draw near to you. Draw near to you. Do you know Jesus is a verb? Do you know he is action? So the same God that rose Jesus from the grave lives in you. And if he was action, you better be action, right? Salvation is is the most amazing gift he gave us and I can get salvation and I can sit down and do nothing, right? Who does that help? Satan. Now we're saved, but how many people are going to hell by your actions of not doing anything, of not proclaiming who the God is? Mmm, that hurts. Action. So we submit. Being under God's control. Have you submitted your entire life to be under God's control? All your wants, needs, desires. Hmm. Sometimes, but I really like doing this. And I don't really think it affects anybody else. And I really didn't know that sin was there. But then he exposes it to you. What you going to do? Choices. Choices. 
Well, if I like it, it's really not going to affect anybody, right? I just drink a little. I just do a little of that or a little of this. But then somebody sees it. How are you going to feel when we stand in front of Jesus and he says, Hey, what about what Gretchen saw you do, Sarah? Think about it. When I say eyes to see, think about looking in his eyes and the things that he has showed us and we're not willing to give them. Think about what he's looking at you. Think about how he sees you. You want to give it to him because you want to be seen the way he sees us. The blood covers it and he loves you without a doubt. But think about it. I want to stand there and I want to hear, well done, faithful servant, only for him. Nothing about myself. I am dead because if I'm not dead and you offend me, if you get offended, you're not dead enough. If you get hurt, you're not dead enough. If you get upset, you're not dead enough. Get in the water. Get in the altar. Get on your face. Repent because that is not a dead body. A dead body has no feeling. But a resurrection body walks like Christ. They persecuted him. They spit on him. They hung him. Their goal was to kill him. And he loved, and he healed, and he delivered, and he set free. He was submitted to God. He resisted the devil. Don't you think the devil didn't come at him with everything there was and offer him everything? And he said, it is written. It is written. And you know, he knows what that means. Because Satan knows the word. Draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. What does that mean to you? Come to church on Sunday? Woo! Great. No. Draw near to him that you want nothing of yourself. It is your will, God, I want. It is your will. Whatever it is, Lord, I submit. I resist the devil. And your word says he must flee. As I draw near to you, your promise is you draw near to me. And all my peace and all my comfort is in you. You got to learn to know your promises. You got to learn to know what his word says. You got to hunger and thirst for it because that's how you'll fight the battle. That's how you'll know that you've won because he's won and you receive his blessings. I was listening to a podcast by Jake Kale lately because there is something about deliverance that is for this house. And when you start talking about that, the enemy comes a little bit harder. But it's about power and authority. And they're two different things. And do you know what they are? If you're a child of God, you have power and you have authority in what Jesus Christ did. So authority, a legal right, dominion. I have dominion over the demonic. I have dominion over every evil thing. It is under my foot because of the blood of Jesus Christ. He is set down, just like Pastor Todd said on Thursday night, so I can stand up, so I can walk in his power and authority. Are you walking in power? In Mark 16, 15, it says, These signs will follow those who believe in my name. No. It says, Go into, go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. These signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. They will recover. It's a promise. You lay your hands on them. You see it in the Spirit. Eyes like God. They are recovered. That's what you speak. You don't agree with death. There's power, life and death in the tongue. 
Are you speaking death? Are you agreeing with it? I know there's symptoms out there, but my word says they are healed. That is what we stand on. Thank you, God, you've healed them. I may not see it yet, but Lord, thank you that my spirit has received. They are healed. I am healed. I am free. I am no longer an addict. I'm no longer addicted to porn. I'm no longer all those things the enemy tries to tell me because I'm healed in Jesus' name. Power, the ability to perform a task. Do you have power? If you don't know your rights and authority in Jesus Christ, you don't have no power. That power is the Holy Spirit that lives deep inside of me. And when I am so full of him, he will come out because I allow him. It's my choice. I can keep him hid down deep. In Luke 4.18, the Spirit of the Lord anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recover the sight of the blind, eyes to see, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This is what he did for me. This is what he did for you. This is what he wants you to do. When we started this church, the man said, uh, he came by one day and he said, yeah, they're all talking about you. Surprise. <laughs> he said, what's your mission? We're like, what? Yeah, we don't got a mission. Get a mission. To host the presence of the Lord, to see his glory fall like fire and free those who are in bondage. He came to set the captives free. The Lord, the Lord knew this about us before we even knew it, but he gave us revelation. But when we could write it up there and when you walk in this above the big barn door on the outside, that's where my husband wrote it in his marker in the green tape. And we had that on our, our wall in the garage. And we would look at that and we would know that there's freedom and there's power in the name of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to explain this to you a little bit about power and authority. So um, say Gretchen needs her tree trimmed, cut down. So she calls me, right? So you call me to come cut down your tree, right, Gretchen? So you give me authority, which means I can walk into your yard. I know it's this tree. I have all rights to be there. But what's my power? I mean, how am I going to get this big old tree down? So if I just come with, like, my scissors... Kind of got a problem, right? I don't think the tree's coming down probably in my lifetime. Maybe. But if he gives me power, chainsaw, right? Now I have power and authority, and I take it down in the name of Jesus. So you got to know your power, and you got to know your authority, and your rights, and who he says he is. And when you know these things, when the enemy comes, as Pastor Karen says, and believe me, he comes, he's good at his job. I mean, what do you expect him to do? Lay down? His job is to destroy God. And if you're a child of God, he's coming to destroy you. But we don't give him any legal right. We don't, say, we don't agree with him. We say no in the name of Jesus Christ. We learn to repent. And then we rebuke him. You repent so you're clean. Your power's back. When we're bogged down, we've got a bunch of doors open. What you're working out of probably is not the power of God. Because you're hurt. You're offended. You're down. You're down. You're down. Father, I repent for everything I've aligned with. Father, I repent for any unbelief. Father, I repent where I've failed you. I no longer want to be this person. I want to be a person after your heart. And he says, done. Forgiven. Cleared. Not guilty. That's the God I serve. That's the God who's holy and righteous. And when we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to cleanse us. It goes from the east to the west. Let it go. Let it go in the name of Jesus. Shut every door by the blood of Jesus. And you are free! 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 Yes! Do you want to be free?
He's good. He's faithful. And if any of you here today don't know who He is, there's freedom in the house. There's salvation in the house. There's healing in the house. There's deliverance in the house. And if you need anything, there'll be ladies down here in the front. And we'll pray with you. But all we're going to do is agree with His Word and what He did. It's nothing about any of us. It's all about Him. And anything you feel is Holy Spirit. I'd love to say I can make you feel a certain way. I cannot. But when I submit to God, resist the devil, and he flees, he will use me, and you will feel Holy Spirit, and he will set you free, and he will change you. So nobody today should leave with any bondage unless you choose. Life's a choice. But I choose Jesus if you want to survive this world. Father, we love you and we praise you for your goodness, for your love. And because you said yes, I'll go, Father. As you sent Jesus, he said yes. No matter what they've done, I'll forgive them if they'll come to me. Lord, bless these ladies with the heart to receive in fullness of what you have for each one of them. As you set them free, as you clear their minds to receive everything. In Jesus' name, bless them today. Thank you.